Unique yet common sense opinions on sports. This is Jeff Allen Sports Talk. And coming up on this edition of the JAS Podcast, we welcome Scott Lynn from the Team 980 in Washington, D.C., also of the Lynn Murray Sally Podcast. Scott will be here to talk some sports with us in just a few moments. I'm sure one of the topics we'll probably cover is the Rob Gronkowski coming out of retirement, gets a trade from the Patriots to the Buccaneers. Well, he will reunite with one Tom Brady. Buccaneers fans are losing their minds, envisioning a Lombardi trophy now that they've got two key components of the Patriots dynasty. Let's hold our breath a little bit on that. Because, remember, Tom Brady is 42. Gronkowski's been out for a season while he's much younger and should be able to get back into football shape. You never know what a year off is going to do to you. It could be the great thing that happens to you, or it could have, you know, had him take a step backwards. We will just have to see about that. But uh, Buccaneer fans, nonetheless, are way, way excited about the possibility. Gronkowski had his press conference today. Of course, nowadays they take place over Zoom. (laughs) Everything's all about video conferencing and audio conferencing and whatnot. And therefore, he has been introduced to the Tampa, greater Tampa media. I guess uh, somebody's dog was barking in the background (laughs) during the early stages. Hey, that's okay. I like that kind of stuff. Humanizes the whole thing. If my dog were in here and barking, I would let him continue and not uh, edit it out of the podcast. But hey, that's just me. Let's talk to Scotland now. And it is our pleasure to welcome back to the show one of my favorite guys from the Team 980 in Washington, D.C., and also the Lynn Murray Sally podcast. Scott Lynn joins us now. Scott, I hope you are doing well and staying safe. How are you, sir? Jeff, doing okay. Uh, you know, borderline insanity, but you know what? It could be a lot worse. I know that, uh, and, and I'm not the first person to say this, but if you don't have perspective after something like this, my friend, you'll, you'll never get perspective. But it's, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I have I have a job, which so many of our broadcasting friends have been hit so hard. Radio, just like so many other industries, just you know, super devastated. But my kids are healthy, and my wife is able to work from home. I'm able to work from home, so it's a good day, brother. What can I tell you? I don't, I don't mean to be the the bummer guy to start off the pod, but every day I get up and go, geez, I still get to do this. That's pretty awesome. That is in story. That is indeed. So tell me, uh, what have you been filling your non-sports viewing time with? That's a really good question. Uh, a lot of a uh, lot, lot of kid time. Uh, I got a, I got the fifth grader. I got the tenth grader, and I have the senior and high school daughter. So non-sports, you know. Uh, watched uh, Tiger King. I was a little late to the party, but had that one done. And uh, you know, leave it to the Lynn family. And you may have already seen this. You know, decades ago, a decade and a half ago, give or take. Um, Zabe and I had a, a when we were back doing the national show for Fox. We went out and we watched Friday Night Lights, the movie. And we came back and we talked about it, and I loved it. I never read the book by Buzz Bissinger, but heard great things about it, like the movie. 
Now, 15 years later, 12, 15 years later, all five of us on Hulu are binge watching. We get done probably an episode or two during the week. During the weekends, we take some time off. We're watching the Friday Night Lights TV show with Connie Britton and Kyle Chandler as the coach and, you know, Matt Saracen and the Dylan Panthers and everybody's got an, a, just an atrocious Texas accent. Not that it's atrocious. We're trying to do it and we're doing it atrociously. But we're watching that, you know, decade plus after it was on what? NBC. And then was it taken to the 101? I forget. But we're, we're loving it. My wife's like, everybody likes sports and we like a good storyline. Let's watch Friday Night Lights. So I'll a lot of Friday Night Lights, the TV version, sir. How about you? I'm always looking for recommendations. Yeah, you know, it's it's been very interesting. Um, I've been watching a lot of the classic sports repeats. Um, you know, you know, March Madness obviously is one of my big things. Right. And so, so while we're here, yes, I'm I'm all for it. And I saw that you know, two million people watched the Tiger Masters, and for my buddy Zabe, that's that's golf. You know, art. You go to the museum and you watch that, and you watch Jack Nicklaus and what he did in '86. Those are those are Mona Lisa paintings and Tiger's quote unquote comeback from from just last year and Tiger's first time around. That those those are artworks, but. You know, last weekend they showed Furick, who is very entertaining, and it's cool the way they're doing this, kind of like a, a Mystery Science Theater 3000 where Jim is interviewing, Jim in California is interviewing Jim in Florida. But for a lot of this stuff, and I got a huge kick out of seeing large chunks of the Capitals uh, Stanley Cup Final Series with the Vegas Golden Knights, but a lot of the other stuff, Jeff... I already know what happened, and especially if it, you know, was recent. You know, Zabe was talking about the old drafts that they've been showing, like the 89 draft with Aikman and Barry Sanders. There, there's a lot of meat on those bones. That's cool stuff. But, you know, if you show me generic quote-unquote classic, like that they've been airing on the regional sports networks, hey, we got a Caps-Ducks game from earlier in the season. It's a classic. No, it's not necessarily a classic. Stop. I know what the final was. I, I watched it the first time around. I'm good. Now, back to you, sir. <laughs> well, but the interesting aspect of that is I pr- the classics I've been enjoying more are the older things that are closer to my youth, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So, you know, watching, you know, Jordan with Carolina and, and things like that. And interestingly enough, um, the the A's Dodgers World Series, the Gibson game was on. Sure. And it was so interesting to see not only, you know, they, they read quotes back about, you know, Canseco defending himself from steroids, but Joe Gargiola was defending him. <laughs> it's so funny to see right. that now. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, so in that context, uh, so you have much of the older stuff, and then, you know, and this is going to lose its luster for sure. So then, you know, thankfully I've banked up a lot of shows on my DVR. I still watch a lot of traditional network shows, so mm-hmm. still got a few of those left, but uh, it's going to get bare here pretty soon. And, you um, and speaking of the the lore and things like that, so the Jordan documentary, um, I haven't watched it yet. I've got it recorded. Okay. Um, and so I think it's interesting, you know, ESPN certainly needed this shot because they were losing viewership like crazy for obvious reasons. So this is a big boost in their arm. To me, do you think the overreaction is, though, because we're sportsless 
that this is having that impact that it's having? It's a great question, Jeff. I talked about this with a, a local buddy who works for the NBC Sports Washington affiliate, and he, much like the good folks at The Athletic and much like ESPN themselves, you know, if you don't watch it, you get a hell of a recap for whatever subscription or non-subscription website is your favorite to pull up and read. And my question to this gentleman, Chase Hughes, was simply, are we in love with this because it's Michael? Or are we in love with this because we're starved? And we both came to the conclusion that if you told me that it was a great documentary, great documentary, but it was about the life and times of, I don't know, former Major League shortstop Larry Boa, and you followed him around for, let's say, the Phillies 1980 championship in the World Series over the Kansas City Royals, (laughs) I don't think it would have the same lore. It's Michael. Yes, we're starved. Yes, it's really well done. I'm not going to spoil it for you. There's some great stuff in episodes one and especially two. Here's your spoiler alert. He's good. There you go, Jeff. I, I, but you ruined it for you, my friend. But anyway, um, yeah, you know, it, it is a desert out there right now. Thank goodness we've got the the, N, the NFL draft, you know, um, before long and, and to help process it. But as Zabe has already said, it's going to be a slog for a little while. You know, recently we had, as recently as the Wednesday before the draft, they announced um, TNT through uh, Darren Ravel's reporting and Phil verified it on Twitter, we're going to have a little golf to look forward to, which is pretty cool. Phil and Tiger and Peyton and Tom do a little two-on-two, maybe at the Medalist in Florida, format TBD. It'll raise money for charity. You know, little things like that. Um, the NHL's talking about a June-July. Uh, you know, the Bundesliga, if you're a soccer fan, comes back hopefully, uh, you know, soon enough, what, like mid-May. But the NHL was talking about, like I said, a June-July. Baseball still very much up in the air. After the NFL draft kind of dissolves, and hopefully it'll be a little while, God willing, we get better as, as a country, as states, as counties, as cities. And I know this thing's not going to just go away. I'm not going to sit here and pretend to be a, a, a vir- vir- virologist. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Or an epidemiologist, a viral. Uh, vi- viral uh, yeah, you know what I mean, Jeff. But you know, <laughs> it's, God willing, this goes away. When I say soon, I'm not going to, you know, this isn't bewitched. I'm not going to wriggle my nose and have it just pop away. But within due time and and everybody can continue to do their part and you know you hear good things out of certain states and you hear not so good things out of certain cities and i you know hell i we all do just want it to go away but back to your original point the stuff is gonna sort of thin out but back to the documentary hell it's michael and it's michael and all of his amazing god-given glory and then some and it's not just michael i would think that it would be boring if it was cameras and michael and Michael doing this, and Michael, you know, eating cereal, and Michael... No, no, no. There's so many stories through the first two episodes. We're starved to, to get to episodes three and four coming up. So, you know, please, as the kids like to say, inject it into my veins. It's been great, but it's also because the topic it's on, sir. Yeah, and I will definitely be looking at that on Friday night uh, for sure. So, um, you know, you mentioned the challenges that uh, we're currently in, uh, you know, sportscasters, podcasters, whatever. You know, there's no, there's no live sports to talk about. And now you over the years have, have been with programs that are very good at going in and out of sports. So I think you guys have been well prepared for something like this uh, to be able to, to do what you do. But, you know, it's it's it's. Tell me about the the challenge it is 
uh, to, to do sports talk radio when there is no sports and you and you don't want to rely on, you know, uh, polls and and uh, who's this and who's that. So tell me what that challenge has been like. Yeah, it's a really good question. It's good to stumble into stuff. Uh, the other day on the on the podcast that I do with Sally, the Lynn Murray Sally, um, we were talking about the viral video of the nuns, God bless them, who were playing basketball at a socially distanced uh, far away. And Sally and I tripped off into, I, I tweeted a picture of it, this game from the early 60s, I think, was the origin. And it was B-A-S-K-E-T, basket, basket. I don't even know how it was pronounced. And then we started talking about, you know, just growing up with a basketball hoop. That, to me, is a lot cooler, Jeff, than if you start your show with, all right, I was having some ice cream today. Chocolate, vanilla, strawberry. Where do you stand? It's just, it's just <laughs> so you know, inorganic. I, I guess is the is the word non-organic, inorganic. You want it to be an organic growth conversation where if you drive into the ditch, heck, it happens. You know, and and you're stuck there, and you make the best of it. Um, we're doing, you know, Zabe is excellent, and, and he taught me so well over the years. You just look for stuff, whether it is a viral video, whether it's a story. You know, I mean, much like the NFL draft is, is going to be, is going to show uh, the, um, the, the, the true scouting ability because, you know, the, the, the teams have had less time than normal to, to chat with these guys. And where you do have the supreme advantage of noticing somebody's body language in these one-on-ones and whatnot, hell, now we're off being creative to fill segments. So there's a lot more mapping out, not scripting, definitely not scripting, but, hey, did you see this long-form article by so-and-so? And if it's not sports-related, so be it. You know, you got to get creative. And like I said, Zabe comes prepared with just great stuff. And we rarely talk about things before the show, just as I've always said. It's, it's been, you know, keep it simple and sifta. Save it for the air. If you see a great story, fine. You bring it out. If it's a must read and you want to have pull quotes ready and, you know, that there's, it's mandated that you're up to speed on, on this article, fine. So be it. Send it to your partner. And, and things will be great. Same thing with B. Mitch. We communicate a ton in the mornings. And Brian has so many friends through his various stops. And he's obviously a well-known former NFL player who put up ridiculous amounts of, of total yards and whatnot. So he, he's, he's an easy guy to help book with and help book for. But, you know, we, we do run into challenges where we go, so what else you got? And and we've been real good so far at, at throwing different things at each other. And B's also a really easy guy to talk to. Um, you know, Zabe is a, is a radio professional, has been doing this for decades. Brian has been also doing this for decades. And he's, like I said, they're, they're both super easy to play with, mess with, and talk with. That's been a, in a, hu- that's been a huge help, Jeff, in, in helping to overcome the challenges. And at least this week, you know, you have the NFL draft to work with. And it's very interesting to me here. The NFL... Uh, is very good at what they do year round, and they're one of the reasons why they're wildly successful. They do some things not so good, but because they do so many other 
good things, I think it counterbalances that. And then they have a great deal of luck. I mean, they haven't had to talk about moving their season yet. You know, and then, you know, we had free agency come up and then, you know, Tom Brady comes to the rescue on his white horse. And now we have the NFL draft, which was now, which is now going to be a lot like, you know, how you and I do fantasy drafts. Nice. <laughs> so uh, give me your thoughts on, uh, on, on NFL draft week in, in the new virtual form. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm getting a kick out of seeing the Chicago Bears setups. And uh, I guess it's Ryan Pace's uh, dining room. Ron Rivera put together. I think he's at Riverboat Ron on Twitter. There was a little video courtesy of the Redskins editing people that was pretty badass in and of itself with his wife flipping pancakes and the IT slash cable person or, or Redskins staffer. They're both there in their masks in Ron's dining room and they're setting up his multitude of screens. I, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm probably more excited for this one. Not than I've been in a long time. You know, there's a there's a, a, a bleep ton of really, really good players. Offensive linemen, wide receivers, defensive ends, quarterbacks. Not that there aren't every year because, you know, we talked about the classic drafts earlier. Some years are down years. This year it seems to be bolstered by a megaton of talent in a variety of positions and the intrigue of, is somebody going to get hacked? Is somebody going to get Zoom bombed? Is somebody going to have to press the mighty pause button like you mentioned, Jeff? How many years have we been, you know, sitting at a kitchen table and you go, crap, my internet just went out. And then you have to text the guy who's the host of the draft. He has to stop it. I'm glad there's that nuclear option. It, we're all dealing with this in one way or another. So it, it's ni- it'll be nice to see them be, air quotes on this, regular. You know, and whether Roger Goodell's sitting in his basement with his dog and the dog crashes. I was watching, uh, I don't know, one of the Sunday morning, uh, you know, political talk shows uh, in the last couple of weeks. I guess it was, maybe it was the Sunday morning Today version. And they did a teaser for Meet the Press. And Chuck Todd is on from his house because he's doing it from home. And Willie Geist is doing it from either Studio 1A or his house with a setup. And all of a sudden, Chuck Todd, and I've got three dogs. So you will hear... My wife vacuuming, you know, periodically and and just stuff going on. I want to see NFL GMs be regular. I want to see Roger Goodell be as regular as possible. And if his basement looks like Zach Galifianakis is set on between two ferns with, you know, between two shields, so be it, Jeff. Let let him him do it this way. I I don't want to see stiff uh, during the NFL draft. I want to see, hey, man. You know, I, 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 I'm thinking the best possible outcome for all of this. And may we all be a healthy nation and world soon. And and OK, make your selection. Could they have done it with a lot less of the BS that they're messing with? Sure. What's wrong with a phone? If Roger's on, you know, if Roger's got a, a miniature crew in his basement, then you have somebody call in and or you text in your pick done and done. Yeah, well, yes, you know, like they used to do it back in the 60s, you know, all by phone, right? Yes. <laughs> no no yes. question. Yeah, so fine. Yes, yeah, so you're in a market that is obviously uh, uh, very poignant in this draft this year with the number two pick with the Washington Redskins. What do you think is going to be that pick? I think it's going to be Chase Young. Now, are you asking me what I would do with the pick? Oh, you can do it. You can definitely tell me that, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no. If, if they keep it, it's Chase Young. If you're telling me that somebody, whether it's 
I don't know, who's got a lot of picks? The Miami Dolphins. If it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, if it's the New England Patriots, anybody, somebody. If somebody really wants that two pick and they're willing to give you a king's ransom, how do you not take it? I know, and and we've taken so many calls, especially on Brian's show. Well, could you imagine if they skip that pick, if they you know forego that pick and it gets traded, and Chase Young drops all the way to dot 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 the New York Giants? Uh, I'll never, you know, we'll, we'll never live this down. You cannot define your 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 thinking, your thought process by what a player is going to do for another team. Take a look and see if you're only dropping to I don't know five and and whatever or uh you know six and 18 and somebody's giving you a first next year talk to me when it's over i realize that chase is a most excellent player the best player at his position in you know the best player overall in the draft according to the experts i have no problem with chase young but i guess i do have a problem with they were 10th in sacks last year. I know Ryan Kerrigan's not going to be here forever. Montez Sweat is on the come. Your defensive line switching to a 4-3 is really, really good. It was really good at a 3-4. Would Young, quote-unquote, unlock Montez Sweat that much more? Sure. Would he help out the linebackers? Sure. Would he help out the defensive backs? Sure. He's the answer to a lot of questions. But you're already okay. Better than okay. Uh, you know, uh, in that realm, Jeff. So if he stay, if the pick stays, it's him. But please, Lord, if somebody's going to throw a bank of picks at you, do not say, well, I'm, you know, it's, it's the answer's easy. I don't think the answer's easy. Yeah, and I kind of agree with you because it's always been my feeling that in the draft, the more picks you have, uh, the better opportunity you have in front of you. That's for sure. So uh, the big story in the NFL this week, uh, Rob Gunkraut, Rob Gronkowski, easy for me to say, coming out of retirement, gets traded to the Bucks to be reunited with Tom Brady. Buccaneers fans down here are losing their minds. They're picturing Lombardi Trophy. Um, you know, I am very skeptical of all this because Tom Brady is 42 years old and Gronkowski's now been out of the game for a year. Granted, he's young, can probably bounce back, but we saw what a year off did to Jason Witten. Um, I think those uh, expectations are a little lofty, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I, yes, lofty. When he's on and right, obviously, he's a, he's, he can still be a great player. Uh, I, you know, B. Mitch, if he's taught me one thing, he's taught me a hundred things. Once you have a foot out the door, then you're gone. He left. He's coming back. I think he's crazy enough to be successful. And I think with guys like, um, <laughs> guys like Mike Evans, guys like, and now I'm drawing a blank um, um, from Penn State, uh, uh, Godwin. Yes. Uh, uh, you know, wonderful. Um, Cameron Brait, if, if, if he's still going to help out. Heck, if they continue to hold on to O.J. Howard, he's still a matchup nightmare. You then have Brait and Howard, and there's a lot going on there. Plus, it's Brady. You know, I, I, I guess it found it weird, and you can speak better to this than others. We talked to Greg Allman of The Athletic, covered the Buccaneers forever and still does. He just talked about the fact that Bruce Arians not necessarily known for being a tight end guy. But you go and you get a quarterback who's a wonderful quarterback, albeit at an advanced age. He's a legend. There's no knocking that. But you bring in a quarterback who doesn't exactly fly in your, you know, flight plans as far as a tight end. Then you go out and you get him a tight end that he's super comfortable with. I I, I do want to see how it's all going to work. 
There's offensive line questions. That defense is wonderful and certainly played better as the season went on. I, you know, I, 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 I like them. I have no, I have nothing against Brady or Gronkowski. I, I wouldn't mind seeing success uh, with the two of them. Um, I, but you know, it was a, it was a no leverage position for the Patriots. So they got back something for a guy who was going to cost them either ten million dollars or, or hold up a retired spot. So I think it's a win-win. Does it look a little weird when you see you know the, the other trades of the tight ends, especially the younger ones? Yes, but. It's Gronk. He wasn't going to play for you. You got a fourth. And fourth-round picks can certainly turn out to be very lovely things. Yeah, I think Belichick has proven he does pretty go good with the late-round picks, uh, mm-hmm. Brady being. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt about that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. That is for sure. So you're an Eagles fan. What do you think they're going to do? Man, I'd love to see, you know, I was reading, I guess it was Peter King a couple days ago, and he had a long list of players who are, he feels, are likely to be traded, uh, you know, right around draft time, and one of them is Alshon Jeffrey, who, you know, we've been hearing about it for a little while, wants out, no, I don't want out, whatever, whatever. Man, would I love to see them grab, I'm sure Henry Ruggs isn't going to fall that far, Jerry, Jerry Judy's most interesting um, Justin Jefferson of LSU. There's so many, you know, CD Lama. I don't want to give any of these kids short shrift, Jeff, but please get a get a game breaking rookie stud receiver in the first round. I'm okay with that. I, I love the fact that they went out and they got Darius Slay. You know, th- this team gamed together victories down the stretch and made it to the playoffs when nobody expected anything of the sort. So good for them. But if you have all this receiver talent, as long as it doesn't turn into, as you mentioned before, a fantasy draft where, oh, nobody's going to go after a receiver, nobody's going to go, and then all of a sudden, there's six great receivers taken. That would frustrate me, but the, the options are nearly limitless. We were talking to one of the other local guys about this. There's so much receiver talent in there that, you know, even in the third round, you got a, a Chase Claypool out of Notre Dame or something like that. So it, it, go, it runs really, really, really deep this time around. I'm hoping that we can get one of those studs for Philadelphia. Well, I tell you what, uh, talking third round, I'll, I'll tip you off to one uh, Gabe Davis from UCF. He's a guy to watch out for. I think, I think he is first-round talent. Uh, for sure, but he's projected around the third round. So that might be a guy to keep an eye on too. Done and done, and I will make a note of it. And when that comes to fruition, that'll make me quite happy, sir. (laughs) There you go. Well, Scott, uh, I certainly do appreciate the time. You've always been really good to me. And, uh, you know, I definitely uh, want you to, again, promote everything that you're doing uh, on radio and podcasts. Let the folks know where they can find you on social media and all that good stuff. Oh, goodness, of course. Uh, at Scottley980 is where I reside on Twitter. I tweet about beer. I tweet some snark. I retweet uh, you know, stuff. And uh, you can find me on Patreon with my friend Steve Solomon. Our buddy Tim Murray makes an appearance periodically. And uh, it's the Lynn Murray Solly podcast. And uh, on, on Team 980 95.9 FM, just ask your Alexa to play the Team 980 in Washington DC. I co-host from 12 until 6 these days. And with the, you know, the time change a, a little bit ago, the best part about my 6 o'clock hours are now. I do a quick update and given the COVID deal, I go out and I throw a ball either on the lawn or in the driveway with my boys and my daughter and we do kicking and and soccer and lacrosse throws and whatever I can do, Jeff. So, it's weird working at home, but like I said, I'm beyond heartbroken and lucky just because you're lucky doesn't mean that you're you know it just means that you're lucky and and right now for those of us that are still getting to do something that we love or 
still getting to do something, we're lucky. Uh, stay safe, everybody. And thank you, my friend. As always, you know where to find me. You got it, buddy. Stay safe and stay well. Thank you. And it is always a pleasure to have Scott Lynn join us on the JAS podcast. And before we go, I thought this was an appropriate song. I want to go back because retro seems to be the thing that is happening with all NFL football uniforms these days. The San Diego, sorry, (laughs) the Los Angeles Chargers have gone back to one of their classic looks, the powder blues that uh, the fans have oh so loved. They're a great look. They have a mix with white pants and gold pants. They still have their sort of uh, royal blue color rush uniform, and they've introduced an all-navy color rush uniform. So this is like the first team I think has two color rush uniforms. But nonetheless, with the white helmets and the uh, numerals underneath a lightning bolt, it is a sweet, sweet look. And uh, again, it is interesting how Teams are kind of going back to the retro. The Browns have gone back to their uniforms of their classic uh, look from a few years ago and from their early incarnations in the National Football League. Much better look than the silly ones that they put out over the last five years. The Tampa Bay Bucks got rid of the alarm clock uniform numbers and went back to their Red and pewter of the Super Bowl. They have a nice all-pewter look that looks real sweet. Nothing on the creamsicles. I know the fan base really wants to see those. If the NFL waves the one-helmet rule, then maybe they'll be able to get that back when they can uh, put the Bucko Bruce on the white helmet and get out the creamsicles once again. Uh, the New England Patriots did an upgrade to their uniform, um, kind of going off their color rush, which was the uh, the all-navy blue with the, uh, the red stripes on the shoulders. And uh, they have uh, got white uniforms now that have, they're going to use navy pants for both the home and away uniform. Nothing wrong with that. A nice look. I know their fan base still wants the, uh, the red uniforms with the Pat Patriot logo, which is interesting because they were never really winners in those uniforms. But uh, nonetheless, they get a new look as they are now sans. Uh, Brady and Gronkowski, and the Atlanta Falcons uniforms, eh, they're upgrade not so hot. I wasn't real thrilled with that. I do like the ATL on the front of the uniform above the jersey number. That is kind of a neat look. So there is your look at uniforms. I think the Los Angeles Rams are on deck. The last of the uniform changes for the 2020 season. And that concludes this edition of <laughs> Uniform Nerd Watch. But it's fun stuff. It gives us something to talk about in this non-sportsless world. By the way, uh, still getting some great reaction to the uh, TV sports themes episodes I did uh, recently. I'm going to branch off and do some more of that and kind of go into some different topics. So be on the lookout for that. I'm in the process of preparing those. So we'll have some more uh TV sports music to uh, entertain you with. As always, if you're finding us for the first time, please, we invite you to subscribe and enjoy 
uh, what we do here each and every week. And as always, you can follow me on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88. And please follow me on the, uh, again, as we said, subscribe to the podcast. We're on all the various platforms, iHeart, Stitcher, Apple, Google, TuneIn, uh, SoundCloud. We're uh, we're uh, on so many of them. So uh, please take advantage and uh, listen on the uh, podcast platform of your choice. And with that, remember, wash your hands, don't hoard the the toilet paper, and again, please stay healthy and stay safe. We are done here. Thanks for listening to Jeff Allen Sports Talk. Follow Jeff on Twitter at JeffAllen underscore 88, on Facebook at JeffAllen88, and the website JeffAllenSportsTalk.com. And you can reach out to the show anytime by email, JeffAllenSportsTalk at gmail.com. Jeff Allen Sports Talk is brought to you exclusively by Kramer's Salve for Dogs. Does your dog itch, suffer from debilitating skin allergies, or trouble hot spots? We have the solution using the healing power of neem. Kramer Salve is a safe and natural approach to help your best friend live an itch-free life. Go to KramerSalve.net to order today with new low pricing. That's K-R-A-M-E-R-S-A-L-V-E dot net.